Welcome to the Summer Series. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, ready to kick off Summer Series 2021. What is the Summer Series? These are quick hit episodes designed to be short, sweet, to the point, but still giving you actionable, practical advice to help you grow your voiceover business. It's been a long year. We've been living in lockdowns and restrictions and everything else. But this summer, most of us are finally going to experience some level of freedom. And I know that you've got better things to do than sit around listening to long, boring podcasts. And so we're going to keep these summer series episodes short and sweet, give you a little bit of advice, get you back on your way to the beach, to the park, to the hiking trail, to the biking trail, wherever it is that you're going, whatever it is that you want to do this summer to finally get outside and enjoy it. So that's what the summer series is all about. This first episode, I want to talk about a subject that I probably could devote an entire episode to, uh, like a normal, lengthy, drawn-out episode to, but I want to quickly address the topic of rate cards, because it is something that comes up in the VOpreneur group on a very regular basis, and I think it's something that is being overthought, way overthought, and so I wanted to touch on it very quickly. First of all, let's distinguish the difference between rate cards and rate guides. Rate guides are out there. They exist. They're helpful tools. You should absolutely have them bookmarked. You should use them as reference points. The Global Voice Acting Academy has a rate guide that they have created that is an incredible resource, and a lot of people consider it to be the industry standard, although I think in mentioning that, I also want to point out that the Global Voice Acting Academy, the GVAA rate guide, is a U.S.-based rate guide. And so it is going to give you a very good indication of where your rates should be, or at least the ballpark that your rates should be in for U.S. clients, although it's not exclusive, but it may not help you in Canada or in South America or in Europe, as an example. So very much a U.S.-based rates guide. Gravy for the Brain has also created a rate guide, and in fact, one of the things that distinguishes theirs from the GVAA is that they have rate guides for different countries. They have actually surveyed, worked with professional talent, and put together rate guides for various and assorted countries, and that allows you to get a better idea of what is going on in the different countries when you are trying to quote. Now, one of the other things I want to mention specifically with rate guides is that they are just that. They are guides. They are rate guides. They are not rate Bibles. Sometimes I think that There's this misconception that these rate guides are the be-all, end-all. If you're not asking what is written in GVAA, you are undercutting the industry, you are killing it for us all. And I don't think that that's a fair assessment. 
Because I think we can all agree that the rates for a local commercial in a small town in Iowa are not going to be in alignment with the rates for a local commercial in Los Angeles, as an example. So I do think that a level of common sense has to come into play. That's where the subject of rate cards then comes up. A rate card would be what you, as the individual voice actor, create for your business. So it is a card that outlines what your specific rates are. What are you going to charge for explainer videos? What are you going to charge for commercials at the local, the regional, the national level? What are you going to ask for corporate narration? What will your rate be for e-learning narration? What are your rates going to be for characters, video games, animations? Whatever the types of voiceover that you do, you can compile a rate card that you can use as a reference for your business. A lot of people ask about whether or not they need to have a rate card, and I think that's a fair question as well. I know basically what my rates are for the primary genres that I work in. And from there, if I get a quote for something outside of a genre that I normally would work in, that's where I'm going to refer to the GVAA, or that's where I'm going to refer to Gravy for the Brain. It's one of those why reinvent the wheel things for me. Could I sit down and come up with a full-blown rate card for myself? Yes, but why do I need to do that if there are guides that are out there that exist that are already going to help me? So for me, I've not sat down and created a fully formal rate card for my business. I know what I charge for explainers. I know what I charge for corporate narration. I know what I charge for e-learning. And I know what I charge for local and regional commercials because those are the primary areas of voiceover that I work in. Anything else outside of that, like I said, I consult one of the rate guides. One of the other questions that comes up, though, and, and one of the reasons why everybody wants to know about rate cards is because they get clients that ask for rate cards. And so they feel like they have to have one so that they can provide a rate card to a client. Now, this take is going to be maybe a little bit more controversial for some, but for as long as I have been doing voiceover, which has been quite a while, I have not one time sent a rate card to a client. Not one time. Now, I did not say that I've never been asked for a rate card because I have, but not one time have I ever sent a rate card to a client. And I reached out to several of my industry colleagues who are veteran talent, who are respected talent, uh, talent that I trust some of them coaches as well, and I asked them the same question. Have you ever sent a rate card to a client? And every time the answer came back, no. No, I've not sent a rate card to a client. This is an area where I think a lot of voice actors get hung up. When it comes to a client asking you for a rate card, they're probably not specifically asking you for a rate card as much as they're asking you, what are your rates for? Insert genre here. So a company that produces explainer videos, you reach out to them and uh, you're trying to get on the roster for explainer video production. And they ask you, what, what are your rates? What are your rate? Where's, what's your rate card? They don't actually care what you're charging for e-learning and commercials and video games and all that sort of stuff because it's not what they do. So they just want to know, what are you charging for explainer videos? And so when a client comes to me and says, can I have your rate card? My response back to them is always, tell me the primary types of work that, that we could be doing together, and I will give you a sense of what my rates are. But I'm not providing them with the rate card because the reality is that rates are going to have some variance, right? Different usage, 
different recording lengths, different genres, different markets. All of these things can come into play. And this has never been a problem for me. Now, when I'm working with an explainer video company, I can go to them and I can say, my rates for explainers are as follows. Up to 90 seconds, up to two minutes, up to three minutes, up to five minutes, whatever. And I can kind of spell it out for them. That's primarily what they do. Somebody reaches out to me for e-learning, I can tell them what my rate is per word because that's standard. My minimum studio fee for e-learning, because I always have a minimum set for e-learning, and then my per word rate. So I can give them those numbers if they want those numbers, but they don't need my entire rate card. One of the other strategies that comes into play is just simply asking them what is their budget and trying to get a sense of that so that you can work with them from that number. But I think that way too much emphasis goes into the idea of having this rate card, and I think that it becomes a hang-up for a lot of voice actors. You do need to have a sense of what your rates are, and you can get a sense of what your rates are based off of using rate guides like Gravy for the Brain and GVAA, but you should never have to provide a full-blown rate card to your clients. You should always be offering to provide custom quotes based on their specific project and needs. And the way that you sell that is by letting them know that because rates vary from project to project, because of all the different factors that I just mentioned, you want to be able to provide them with the custom quotes so that you know that they are getting the best rate for their specific project. So you sound like you're doing them a favor. This is a a long roundabout way, I guess, of saying, if you don't have a rate card, it's okay. It's not something that you need to be freaking out about. It's not something that you need to be overthinking. It's not something that you need to put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research and design into, uh, because really, it's not something that you should be sending. Have a sense of what your rates are based on the primary genres that you work in. Absolutely. That is essential. That is part of your responsibility As a business owner, as a VOpreneur, you need to know your rates, but you can come up with those rates using the rate guides that are available to you. And I will link to the GVAA and the Gravy for the Brain rate guide in the show notes so you can check those out. So you got to know what your rates are. You can use the rate guides to build them, but you always want to put yourself in a position where you can quote individual projects. You shouldn't ever have to send out a rate card. And if you know how to handle those moments, if you know what to say and how to respond and have the ability to get budgets and and negotiate a little bit, there should never be a reason why you need to. You just have to figure out what your client's really asking. When they say, can you send me your rate card? Are they really saying, I need to know the rates for every type of voiceover that you do? Or are they saying, what are the rates for this specific type of work that you know that they do? And there's nothing wrong with saying rates vary from project to project based on various factors such as length, usage, genre, etc. And I'm always happy to provide a custom quote for any project that you have in mind. But to give you a general idea, my minimum rate is X or my studio fee is X or whatever. And so you can outline a couple of things. And a lot of voice actors are afraid to do that because they think that it's going to tick off the client. But in reality, it just makes you sound professional. You know what you're doing. You've got your stuff together and you're able to lay it out. So don't overthink 
the rate card. And this really is probably another entire episode unto itself that I may have to do one day and getting a couple of experts in to talk about it a little bit further. But this gives you the basic understanding. Global Voice Acting Academy, the GVAA Rate Guide, and the Gravy for the Brain Rate Guides. I'm going to say guides because they have a number of them based on different countries. Use those as your reference point, but remember that they are also not gospel. There's still a little bit of room, a little bit of flexibility in there. You have to determine what your value is for you and your business, and hopefully, ideally, that is going to fall in alignment with fair market value. Ever want to miss one of these Summer Series episodes? Make sure that you subscribe wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Amazon Music. You can say, hey Siri, play the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, and she will. And of course, all of the episodes get archived on the website at vopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.